Welcome everyone to Back in My Day and welcome to the second half of episode 100. Uh, we've refilled our drinks. The celebration continues as we hit the triple digits. Uh, this week, the not-so-stereotypical millennials are going to choose our favorite 90s video game. We went pretty deep into discussion about the movies. Hopefully you've heard that. If you haven't yet, of course, you can go back and reach 100 and listen to our discussion about all the 90s movies we talked about and narrowed it down to one. I won't spoil it, so I will just say check it out if you haven't already. This week, or this episode, really, it's the same day. We're just doing it a couple minutes later. I'm joined by... Michael R. Power. Ian Walter. Gentlemen, thank you. We now have an odd number. Um, I think we're going to... We might go through this quicker than we did with the movies, but it's really hard to tell. It's really hard to predict. But uh, we have a lot of matchups here. A lot of Nintendo stuff, for sure. And a lot, a lot of games that are not in the top 16 of this mm-hmm. bracket. Mm-hmm. When, when you know Ian Ian compiled all the votes and and the number of games that did not make the top 16 is actually much larger than what didn't make the top 16 for movies and I think that's just I think it's just a a a sign of just all the variety of games that came out and what you grew up with. A lot of it does have to do with what console you had and if you're a PC person or whatever. Um but there's a lot of games that you're not going to hear us talk about in this top 16. And I think we could probably swap some of them in and out, you know, based on, based on our experience, but it's votes from listeners. It's votes from family and friends. It's our votes. And uh, we're just going to take what our rankings are and just go with it and try and, and pick our top uh, top game of, of the 1990s. That's where mm. we're going with this. So um, I think like we did with the movies, if you've listened to the movies episode, we're going to start with the middle of the bracket first. And then we're going to move out to the to the number one and two and three seeds from there. So I think we're going to start with, if I'm not mistaken, this is the same number we started with last time. But either way, it doesn't totally matter. Um, number the seven. Eight, nine. No, oh. Gonna, oh, eight, nine. I guess. Yeah. Eight, nine. No, no, no. Go, go seven, ten. Seven, ten. OK, yeah, we're going to go seven, so. ten. We're going to go number seven at Super Mario Kart and number ten at Super Street Fighter 2. But I think this is um, this is interesting. Both super, by the way, both super games, literally. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and what you're saying about like top fifty versus top sixteen, like obviously there's a lot of good games out there. This is clearly, when you look at the overall bracket, a testament to how strong some of the overall game franchises are and how much of a hold they have on everybody. Yeah, yeah. Good when you think about '90s games and whatever, so yeah, this is a good place to start. Seven ten matchup. We got Super Mario Kart versus Super Street Fighter 2. So I, I don't think it mattered whether it was like Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Street Fighter 2, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just Street Fighter 2 essentially is what we're trying to capture here. Yeah. And Super Mario Kart for SNES. Yeah. I think um, uh, I, I, I lean towards Mario Kart here because um, like I've said in the past and like you guys have made fun of me for it to me it's still my favorite one and it's still to me i think better than mario kart 64 which we will get to um and you never know maybe they'll face off we'll see how the bracket goes but um but you know street fighter was 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 pretty big i think i think to me it's one of the the fighters in the 90s that um really stuck around for longer than 
you know, when you really think about games that you kept replaying and replaying, you think, you know, okay, Mortal Kombat comes out or Killer Instinct comes out. You're going to just automatically just play the new cool game or whatever. But Street Fighter 2 always hung around. Like it was always that great game. You had your favorite characters like you do in every other fighting game, but something about Street Fighter 2 just kept sticking around. But I, I, I still think I just have more love and more fun attached to Super Mario Kart. And, you know, it's one of the ones when it when it came out on, on the Switch online that I played. And I played all the tournaments and I went through it and I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, it's still so great. Yes, it's way more simplified than every other Mario Kart that followed it. but. I still think that it's so well done for what it did at the time. And I still think that it's my favorite one. A lot of it is based around nostalgia, but that's my votes going for, for super Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we, we gave you a little bit of shit when you uh, said it was better than Mario Kart 64. I thought you were alone in that. And you know, my, uh, you know, we had listeners submit their lists and my brother is a listener from time to time submitted his. I was surprised to see Super Mario Kart was first on his list. And therefore, probably you're not alone in that. That's why it landed on this, this uh, bracket. So, you know, w- alongside things like Mario Kart 64. So Super Mario Kart definitely paved the way for all the Mario Karts that came after, right? For every kart, set, po- every kart the, game possible. <laughs> it set yeah. the standard. I remember playing it... Uh, on my Nana Super NES, and uh, just yeah, that 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 game set the precedent. is It's an amazing game. I would definitely have to take Super Mario Kart over Super Street Fighter Two. Maybe I shouldn't have jumped the gun. Maybe see what Power has to say on the matter. But I think Super I'm Mario actually not, Kart I'm actually is very the, un- uh, yeah. I'm unsure where either of here. you would have sat on this, honestly, because I know you guys both have a lot of love for yeah. Mario Kart 64. Understandably, um, I actually don't know where either of you would sit on this. So, Mike, what do you think? No, I was going to go Super Street Fighter. I think actually okay. as a fighting game, I think Super Street Fighter holds up better today than Super Mario Kart does as a racing game. And I think that it's like just one of the greatest fighting games ever made. And that's it. I'm glad it's on the list. I'm sad it's not going through, but <laughs> it sounds like it's two versus one. I don't have like a super passionate argument for Super Street Fighter. I'll save those for games that were higher on my list but oh. i would have yeah i would have picked street writer if, interesting yeah, like, okay. i will yeah. say there's definitely a subsect of uh you know gamers out there who just love street fighter and have you know the whole whether it's the uh the joy pad with the you know they can keep it arcade style yeah. um there's there's a lot of love for that game uh myself it's just it's one of many of those type of arcade style games and i would lean even though it's the same Company, I would lean towards something like Marvel vs. Capcom for my own bias reasons. But Same. Uh, I, that's that's actually what I thought too. Yeah. But Super Mario Kart, like, even though yeah. Power and I are on the record for being like, yeah, Mario Kart sixty four, that's where it's at. That's probably like the pinnacle, and and yeah, they've improved since then. But that's that's sort of where our memories lie with Mario Kart. You don't get to there like they 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 establish a lot of things that are like. The same way the Super Mario Brothers games establish certain uh, standards, this is this is where Super Mario Kart just set the stage for. This is how we're going to do our Mario Kart racing, and it's going to be fun, and it's going to be interactive, and there's going to be items, and you can you know everything, the whole package. Um, yeah, just like there. a you know versus a more yeah. serious street racing game. This was like the best one that I could think of for uh, Super NES for sure. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm good with it. So I'm good with it. Uh, come on, come on, bracket. Move. I'm sorry to the hardcore Street Fighter crowd out there. Yeah, I will say like I'm not big on Super Mario Kart. Like I, um, I, I didn't play it at all until I played it on the Switch, and I thought it was kind of. Yeah, Who I've never played it my whole life. I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so. Oh man! Um, and I guess the first, my first um, exposure to Mario Kart was the N sixty four one, and so damn going back. And, I didn't know. I think that. Dave, you told me about this one, so I played it with you, and I was like, "Wow!" Like I was so surprised to see they came up with all these ideas and these tracks and whatever, like the castle and the shells, and like in that sort of two D plane. It was like crazy yeah. that they and it's like that template that they came up with all the way back then in the 90s on super nintendo is still the same template of like you know get your the same items are all variation of the items they came up with back then and like so yeah it's, it's pretty impressive i don't think it's like as good as the racers now but it's yeah so it it, it's hard it's, it's hard to put with the, me going through yeah it's hard to put this up against like mario kart 8 you know like yeah exactly. it's, it's really hard it, it's not really like uh, that fair because it's of on a, a 2d plane but... and you have like a d-pad and well yeah and like so, everything you know they read they redo these maps in the new mario karts but but they they kind of perfect them you know and they kind of yeah. add things to them that make them more dynamic and they're longer tracks so you're not done the race mm. in two and a half minutes you're done it in four minutes you know like little things like that that kind of really add something to it and new items like you said mike like Mm -hmm. yeah these items are still in the new ones but they add to the items they do different things or they have you know the three shells instead of just the one or they have you know all those like little things or the gold mushroom instead of just the single mushroom like those kind of things do make a difference absolutely the the blue shell didn't exist in the first one you know all those things that that matter but yeah it's it's sort of a, a setup for so that, i will so. say i had mario kart advance and going from n64 to mario kart advance it's like going back to super mario kart like it was it was basically that game that game but on the yeah. advance and yeah. that that's probably why i have a bit more appreciation for it and up next we will have number eight versus number nine this this one could be could be tricky we have number eight at mortal Kombat and number nine doom the original doom for the pc um i'm not gonna go first on this i i I think my decision was pretty much made right away for mario kart and street fighter this one i don't know if i could be swayed but i do have different reasons for voting over one over the other so got a lot of love for doom but um you know it it's first person because I would gravitate towards first person shooters in general over the fighters. Um, so I would I would typically be leaning towards a, a first person shooter. However, uh, I would say there's been a lot of improvements to first person shooters since the original Doom and uh, the the style of, of fighting game that Mortal Kombat is. Um, yes, there has been upgrades and it has changed and evolved over the years. I still have way more fun uh, button mashing on Mortal Kombat than I would ever on a on a Doom, even with a PC playing Doom. So my love for Mortal Kombat definitely takes the cake on this one. Okay, and we're and we're and we're talking about Mortal Kombat one at this point because I think we did open yeah. the floor to to vote for all three or four that came out in the nineties. Any of the um, ones that came out in the nineties, yeah. But th- this one came out in ninety three, and I think yeah. it 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 holds up. The other ones are better. 
uh, or more characters I guess, and but, things. Like, yeah. But this one still holds up, and I remember playing it on the arcade too, which kind of yes. gives it that extra boost. Yeah. Um, Mike, I'm going to go to you next. Uh, we have number eight at Mortal Kombat, number nine, Doom, the original Doom. What's I, I think I know where you're going, but what, what, what do you think? I might surprise you actually. And oh. because it's the Mortal Kombat one and not the one that I played, which I think was three, um, I'm going to go Doom. I'm going to go Doom. I remember playing Doom on my friend's computer. And if I'm thinking back in my life, Let's rewind in my brain. First, the very <laughs> first the tape, first person shooter I've e- I ever experienced was Doom, and the second was Wolfenstein. And he showed it to me, and we used to play it, and it was crazy awesomeness, and it was super bloody gory for like a <laughs> six-year-old to be playing. And um, I just played the new Doom, and it's awesome. And I'll just never forget that. Like. I did love the Mortal Kombat games, though, because I did play Mortal Kombat, I think it was three on my Sega Genesis, or two, actually, two, a lot. And um, I never owned Doom. I played at friends' places, but and I, I think I have to go Doom. Mm. I, think it's, I think it's a bit better. I think it's a bigger um, impact of the, of the game. The Mortal the Kombat. fate is in uh, Dave's hands yeah. because yeah that's okay I, I'm willing I'm willing to take the burden for this one I I, I'm okay I, with I it. remember enjoying Wolfenstein and even like Duke Nukem 3D more than uh, than ever I played Doom so so yeah. definitely I would be sticking I, with the Mortal Kombat and that's and that's actually a point to make about games and even the movies as well is that your personal experience how you experience them. Did you have a PC? Did you have a Genesis or a Super Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Or did you have an, an NES? Or, or, or did you have a, a PlayStation 1 or 2? Like, all of those things are, are, are contributing to this. Like, I wasn't a PS1 person, but it doesn't mean that none of those games mean anything to me. You know, like, I never owned one, but there's still games on here that we're going to discuss that had something to do with that. For me, I never had a PC that played a game like doom until probably 96 97 or something and doom came out 92 i want to say it was or 93 and that made a difference but i had a very similar experience to you mike where i knew someone he had an older brother who had a pc and i experienced a lot of games like that are not that we're not going to talk about in this bracket like carmen san diego like the jedi knight games um tie yeah, fighter forces. and x-wing yeah forces jedi forces and stuff all those games i experienced through this guy's older brother who had a pc that at the time was like this revolutionary pc thing that sat in his dad's office that we played games on and that's how i first experienced doom and it was like oh you go to your friend's house every two weeks and that's where you played it but we also did that with Mortal Kombat and I never owned Mortal Kombat and my friend had a Genesis. So it had the blood version. And like, so it was like this big epic thing every time you went over and that was the game that you played because you never owned it. But I, I just, I have more for doom than I do for Mortal Kombat one. There's just something about it that speaks early to mid nineties technology and, and, and love for the t- for the type of game that it was that I-, I need to go with doom in this particular matchup because of so many 
feels that it brings up, which is weird because it's super violent. It's about hell and shooting and whatever. But yeah, yeah but yeah, I, ha- I have to argue for Doom on this one. So um, fatality, fatality. <laughs> Mortal Kombat only, only made it to the to whoever the second hey, bracket would be. At and, least and, it's uh, in the bracket, though. It's in the bracket, and it and deserves to be part of the argument. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think honestly, like we would have the same things to say if two, three were, were in this too. I think I think there's an argument to be made for all of that. Yeah, I saw I saw two flying around a little bit, yep. but the, the original was the one that made the That's, uh, know, yeah, made exactly. the most list. Okay, so Super Mario Kart moves on, Doom moves on, and up next, uh, what do we have here? What's next? That's actually like fairly close. Okay. This one's pretty close. This is a middle bracket here. <laughs> oh, Mike, no. I'm very interested in what you have to say about this one. This is a, this is a Mike one right here. I I think I think it's a Mike one. Um, number six is Pokemon, and number eleven is A Link to the Past. This is the of all of them. This is the hardest for me. For I, sure. I assume that it would be. Yeah, I love, I love Zelda games. A Zelda game, not this one, but a Zelda game is my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Um, and I also love Pokemon, and I still play every Pokemon game, and I still love them, and I still have huge nostalgia for the first one. This is obviously the first one, right? Uh, yeah, so a lot of work coming in, whether it was red or blue or both. So basically, yeah. unless it was one of the more advanced ones, I kept it to just Pokemon. Yeah, because right. because basically the Pokemon, I think I think what most people I assume <clears throat> on the votes was in red, blue, or yellow. Yeah, they're kind of all the same game. I think largely yeah. speaking, the gold and game, silver so. I think also came out in the nineties. Late nineties, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kept Let's, that one just... on your list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. So, okay, so, so Link to the Past is technically like the, I'm going to say the third, maybe fourth Zelda mm-hmm. game, but it's, but it's the one, when you think of Zelda, it's this and the very, very first one that you think of, yeah. right? Like this I think is the, the first reason... SNES yeah. Link to the Past. I think, yeah. I, can, I think I can make an easy, easy like pick here. I think I can easily pick Pokemon because of how huge that first game was. And then to also to the fact that this version of Zelda is the SNES, like, whatever 16-bit top-down version of zelda where like also in the 90s what came out was the other like yeah, third yeah. person 3d zeldas which two. i think are su- two zelda games. yeah there are two yeah. which are like superior to this version so it's like if i'm gonna go 90s games like for me it's gotta be pokemon because there are other zelda games like, in its own franchise there are games i like more than this one right so i think it would be hard a harder choice for me would be like Pokemon versus one of the yeah. 64 Zeldas, yeah. but which me, we'll, get to. Versus, <laughs> we'll yeah. get to. Yeah, Pokemon versus Link to the Past is is Pokemon okay. all the way. All right, yeah. and and, where, and where it's, just, it's it, I echo what Power saying because a Link to the Past, though it's a great game, it is just more of the same in terms of what the original brought to the table. Uh, Pokemon it basically popularized the RPG, right? There was it was a very niche. As far as I can remember, like not too many people played very many RPGs uh, where we live. So just like having Pokemon come through and just be this wave of like everyone's now playing RPGs. 
uh, it's hard to ignore that. So um, a lot of us played this game, and uh, I think it definitely deserves to advance. I think so too. My my vote my vote goes with Pokemon. I, I it's not an it's not a no brainer, but I do think that. Um, but I I have a much softer spot for Pokemon, even though I. Even though literally I have never played a different generation Pokemon than the original, I still think that this original is is that great. And even though, of course, they've improved upon it since then, it's just it's just that meaningful. It's just that good. And like you said, it really is like this really big RPG that we didn't really see, at least at our age anyway, we didn't really experience until this was on our Game Boy. You know, like this is really what did it. And um, and so many, I mean, within the same franchise, they've, they've iterated upon it in so many really good ways from what I hear, because I've never experienced them myself, <laughs> but from yeah, what I hear, yeah. they have just gotten, they've built upon and improved upon everything so many, so many times that um, it's, a, it's amazing what they did in a little mini Game Boy cartridge. Honestly, it really is. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's hard to, it's hard to eliminate one of Honestly, to me, what it feels like one of the best Zelda games, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But but it's it's hard for me to say it's not Pokemon. So I think we have a unanimous Pokemon vote here. So um, we'll stick with that and we'll move on to the next one, which we have. Oh, yeah, this one's this this, this one's tough. This is but, tough. Yeah, tough. All right. You want to go with it, Ian? Go for it. How about you announce the next <laughs> one? Go for it. <laughs> You're you're referring to the big five twelve matchup of our uh, bracket here. Yeah, yeah. I so, can't do it. I can't announce it. I can't do it. Yeah. So I mean, we were just talking about a link to the past, and now we have a ocarina of time. Uh, it's up against our twelve seed Banjo Kazooie, which in its own right is a great platformer. So both of them have a lot coming into this. Um, I, I mean, I want I, I want to put my hand up and say my piece first because I know I'm yeah, not going to win. Yeah, go go ahead because uh, yeah, we're. I, I know I'm not going to win this, and that's okay. Once I saw this bracket of a five twelve, you're always potentially going to get upset. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Sure, but in this case, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, so this, this case, <laughs> but but also I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, upset that my choice would not make it past this round because to me it is Banjo Kazooie. Like it is, it is one of my favorite games of all time. It is so charming, so funny, so witty. It, it to me improves upon Mario 64 in so many ways and is not that far off of a game, but now you're kind of doing more with your character, which is, you know, Banjo and Kazooie. You're doing two different things. You're, they have two different types of gameplay that are used for, for different situations. You have to think about more about what you're doing there's more, each world has more going on and you have to progress yourself through that world more than you do in Mario 64. So mm-hmm. we will talk about Mario 64 because not surprisingly, it is in this bracket. But if those two were put against each other, I would have no problem picking Banjo-Kazooie over Mario 64. Mm-hmm. And I actually oh, wow. have no problem picking Banjo-Kazooie over Ocarina of Time but I, I don't think that Ocarina of Time is anywhere close to being not worthy of winning this, this right. head-to-head. Like, I really don't. I have zero issue with it whatsoever. I have, yeah. an, I have an amiibo of Banjo-Kazooie, even though I don't use it for anything. I just want 
the, the, the sort of mini <laughs> figure of those characters. This is sort of like the, um, the Sandlot argument that I had in the movie episode that I do for this game. But I am but, not, I am, I would not argue against Ocarina of Time also, you know, like, I, think it's, I think it's incredible. I think it's absolutely incredible. So yeah. I'm okay with where this is probably going to go, yeah. but I just have to say my piece. <laughs> but you're, you're not alone, right? That's why it's on the bracket in the first place is that you're, you're not the only one to rank it. Even if you had taken it first overall and yeah. nobody else, it would not have made the bracket. It, it, it needs to have overall love to, to yeah. kind of rise up in the ranks. So you're not the only one who thinks that. So definitely it earned its place as a, as a platformer. But I don't know. When I look at the two, and, and both, uh, like, Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time, they both kind of did for those franchises in this N64 era, um, taking it from the, the 2D into the 3D, like, keeping the same kind of vibe. And Ocarina of Time is, in a way, timeless. Like, even despite the graphics and everything like that, you wouldn't get any of the current iterations of Legend of Zelda without it. It, uh, you want to get a lot it, of games without it, honestly. It was a it was a puzzle platformer that was near perfect for its era, I would yep. say. So, yep. And a lot uh, of people just, would put it ahead of some of the other Zeldas that they've made, similar to it. You know, Skyward Sword or whatever you might want to. Yeah, like whatever. this was I'm the just game that where just because, but if you didn't have like the the Brady Games Guide or something like that, like you were in trouble. Like you needed. Well, I mean, if you wanted to be a completionist, that's what I'm, I mean. Yeah. Like. There was a lot going on with this game, and it just—it was one of the better games for N sixty four in my mind. Um, as much love as I have for Mar- Mario sixty four as well, this one had a lot sort of depth to it. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, for sure. Now, Ocarina of Time is my choice. Yeah, fair enough. And, and I'm going to preface—I'm going to tee you up, Mike, in in a in a way because my uh-huh. favorite game of all time is not on our top sixteen. But mm-hmm. yours is, and it's in this mm-hmm. head-to-head, and it's mm-hmm. really hard for me to not, uh, you mm-hmm. know, to not back you on that because I think it's right. also a fantastic game. It's not even in my top ten of all time, but it doesn't mean that I don't love this game, and mm-hmm. I can't argue against your favorite game of all time. I really can't because I love <laughs> this game. So, um, yeah, I, I think I made the argument for you, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's yeah, what it is no, to you, mean- right? No, no, I'm glad you sort of sung the praises of Banjo-Kazooie because I actually, it's like this matchup is even easier for me because I've never played any Banjo-Kazooie game. So I'm glad you're here to represent Banjo-Kazooie. But yeah, Ocarina of Time is just, I it's to me the perfect game and my favorite game of all time. And we'll talk about it more when I have to like really defend it against something. I'll, I, maybe I'll, I'll uh, come up, but yeah, because Ian voted for it. It's an easy move through to the next round for me um so yeah zelda or, or legend of zelda or of time. time all right moving on yep. I, yeah. I you know it's all good it is what it is yep. um okay so our next we lose one... a link to the past but we gain an ocarina of time <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> um i'm gonna go with what ocarina of time is gonna have to face off against next mm-hmm. we have mario kart 64 at number four so got a decent amount of votes mm-hmm. got really high up there to Tony Hawk at number 13. It's an incredible matchup. That is a good matchup. It is. It actually is very good. I mean, there's there's a lot of valid arguments, I think, towards both 
Um, a lot of hours sunk into both of those games. Yeah, yeah, for a lot of very different, well, not different reasons, but but you know what this I mean. This is like, a tough one for me, man. This is yeah, really so tough. I think I don't know if I want to leave you last, Mike, or if I want to I want to make you go first. But um, oh, geez, maybe just I, dive in. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm gonna dive in and um, mm-hmm. and say, oh man, actually. <laughs> See that my my dilemma right. it, my dilemma is that when it comes to the Tony Hawk series, it's Tony Hawk Two. It's not the first one. Well, yeah, you, you make a valid point there, and if if you're not ready, I I can give you my yeah. Go choice. for it. Go for it. So in this case, it's not even my favorite game for the N sixty four, but it is the most played, one hundred percent Mario Kart sixty four. Okay, and uh, you know even when we were heading off to to university going to college like we would bring our n64 and this would be the game that everyone would clamor to play and this is the couch co-op game like even if you're playing tony hawk and you're loving it and it's a great game like uh, we like i said we sunk hours countless hours into both these games mario kart 64 is the one where most people have played it and most people know majority of like whether it's the the different maps or the different characters like people Mm -hmm. know that game versus tony hawk like if we're talking about a like a back in my day game in my mind it's mario kart 64 that's a good that's a very good point those last couple of things especially when you said like we went to college university and all that you know n64 seemed to be a thing that was sitting in the house i mean mike our wives are really good friends and they lived in the same house together, which is how we met initially. Mm-hmm. They had an N64 in the living mm-hmm. room. You know, it's a bunch of girls that grew up not necessarily playing video games like we did, but they had an N64 in that living room. And that was the cart that was in it 90% of the time was Mario Kart 64, you know, because you, you could go. just play, you could just play one race or you could play the four everyone races. Loves it. it's, everyone it's, loves it. And, yeah. and, you know, it was really easy to pick up. You, you really, I mean, this is, this is the argument for a lot of Mario Kart games, but especially 64 and the original is you could just pick up and play and pretty much figure it out in a race or two and you're good to go. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, and you're, and sure. you're honestly, you're, if you're an average player, you're competitive. Right. And that's super great. Right. I, I think all of those things, add up to me voting for mario kart 64 just because i love super mario kart more doesn't mean that i don't think this deserves to move on all right move, I'm, I'm picking it too so, so okay so on. we're gonna move on with mario kart 64 over tony hawk number four moves on okay next we have th- this one could be pretty tough we have um mario 64 at number two and metal gear solid at 15 so this is one of the very few I mean, is this the only PlayStation game on here aside from Tony Hawk? I think it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. We're, we're super 16. like uh, we're Nintendo kids and Genesis Nintendo kids, right? Kids. Yeah, this is what this is showing. Yeah, yeah. Really and there um, were PlayStation and there were PC games and some games yeah. transcended the uh, consoles, but like, yeah, most of them seem to be Nintendo. Yeah. And, so, and... so my my argument here is I'm I'm gonna I might surprise you guys with this one, which now you probably mm-hmm. know where I'm going. That I said that mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Metal Gear Solid for these two. Um, okay. I have I have a lot of love for this game because very similar to how I experienced Doom, I experienced playing Metal Gear Solid at first, and then I purchased it when it came out for the PC like four years later, whatever year it is. 
there's the VR missions, which really actually the, when I really think of Metal Gear Solid, especially the first one, it's the VR missions, like the sort of, you know, little sort of puzzle missions that, that come up. You know, my vote for understandably so for Banjo-Kazooie didn't go through and that's totally fine. Yeah. But again, I, I, I can't I can't argue for Mario 64 when I personally think that Banjo-Kazooie is a better game. Um, and I think Metal Gear Solid is honestly a, a absolutely fantastic game. And they just kept iterating on it because they kept releasing VR missions and just those yeah. added things that came out in the late 90s and mid 90s. It's just it's not something you ever really experienced before. And it has such a deep story and crazy story that I, I yeah, I have to. I know it's a, it's a heavy, heavy underdog two versus 15, but I have to yeah. go with Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's a great game. Of course, and everyone knows my love for Mario but. 64. <laughs> but no, no, no. But seriously, uh, for me, Mario 64, we, we, we did get the, the primitive graphics when you look back on it. But at the same time, eh, all of N64 right. were faced with those issues because... And PS1, you know, and they weren't Metal Gear Solid too. As in well. reality, they weren't issues at the time. They were yeah. only, if you look back... I now. mean, the Metal Gear Solid, and, Metal Gear Solid graphics aren't fantastic either. Like, yeah, know, and so for Mario like, 64, yeah. for me, it's what I think about Mario as a whole. And I've played through a majority of the Mario games at this point. Um, and even the ones that have improved on Mario 64, I enjoyed. But I can actually picture most of Mario 64 still to this day and could probably walk through most of it in my mind. Um, that's how much of a lasting impact it had on me. The, the jump from my favorite game of all time, which I've famously said in episode 25 of Back in My Day, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3. And then it jumps from that kind of 2d platformer to mario 64 and both of them are amazing games uh just like or super mario brothers 3 and then obviously super mario world you know where i'm going with that yeah and yeah. then mario 64 and it's just like they're both amazing games and they're just like wildly different in the way that you play them like it's i don't know i i, I have to stick with mario 64 i guess i'm a nintendo simp no no i don't think so at all <laughs> yeah. i don't think so at all I yeah um this is actually very easy for me and it's yeah. Mario 64. I'm a massive fan of the uh, my, like some people like the um the 2D Mario games yeah. where it's just like you're on a 2D plane. I think that I think that's I, me. Yeah. Uh, that's you cuz they still make them to these days. Yeah. This day, right? They still make them alongside. But, but I will say that I have not I, I have not experienced as many of the 3D Mario games as uh, okay. You know, I haven't played Odyssey yet. I haven't mm. played a Galaxy 2. I played Galaxy 1. Like, so like it, it's right. hard for me to say like the 2D ones are, are better or I love them more yeah, when so I haven't I, experienced I, them all. I played the 2D ones. I owned an NES and I had the first Mario. Yeah. I had Super Mario World on Game Boy before I had N64. But when N64 came out and I played Super Mario 64, I was like blown away and hooked. And now it's the only way I like to play Mario. I do not play any more of the like 2d super mario Bros. Oh, games man. like for me it's like 3d mario like my favorite mario game of all time is uh mario galaxy 2 super mm -hmm. mario galaxy 2 and then it's probably um odyssey and galaxy 1 then it's probably this game and then it's the 2d ones like the the 3d mario like to me and to like probably a younger generation like that now is mario like they don't remember the super mario Fair enough. yeah and this game started that 
this game started that like Mario Renaissance. Well, and then there's and then there's the Mario 3D World, which is kind of Mm -hmm. a combination of the two, right? Like those ones that started coming out on Wii and stuff is a combination of the two, and they're very good. It feels like a those are him on like a 2D plane, right? well, you no, only go left and right. You can't go up down. No, you can. You can't. You're you're sort of on like a. You're only you're sort of like three quarters away from the camera. It, it's sort of a combination of the two. Like you're doing. It's the ones that came on Wii and Wii U, like the the ones where you yeah. yeah so those are more of the continuations of the like Mario worlds, where it's like they are. You can only go left, right across the level. Right? Yes. So, they, yeah, so okay, some people prefer yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Some people prefer those. Yeah. As, those kind of platformers so like i think nintendo kept coming out with those as like the mario world so even yeah, on so that's Wii and me. Wii U, that's me yeah and some <laughs> yeah. people like me prefer the marios where you can move in all directions yeah which mario 64 was well the you first know what one of that kind mike you, you and, lent me you lent me odyssey and i'm gonna open it up yeah uh, <laughs> probably in the next couple one of weeks these for days. the first time and and I, it will yeah. be something that i'm sure i will be latching onto and and playing mm. to to mm. completion so um, okay, fair enough. We're yeah, gonna go Mario like, sixty four, and it's yeah. gonna move on. I, I think that's a completely well because when we mentioned Ocarina of Time, like it's easy to say, yeah, okay, obviously both of them came out for N sixty four. Like, why wouldn't they be improvements on? But like yeah, they've literally yeah. took leaps of faith, and both of them landed spectacularly. Like it's just to go from the the tried, tested, and true style of how you play it to just oh yeah, we're gonna walk around in this new kind of. 3d environment and both of them end up working masterfully it's just yeah what, what, what the point what the point is is they could have just rested on their laurels and made a game where mario could still only go left and right which they did with like the paper marios and the new mario, mario world like the mario brother worlds or whatever but the guy was like wait we have this they were like you know we have this new system and we have this new potential and what they did with that what mm. was revolutionized the platformer or revolutionized the action no they did you're absolutely right they revolutionized the platformer yeah absolutely right yeah that's exactly what they did they utilized the technology that they had and yes okay you're Mm -hmm. using your own system you know you're using your own console with your own technology and your own cartridge and your own developers and all that stuff but Mm -hmm. they didn't waste a second of what they were given and and they They ran away with it and made them still go left and right with better graphics and stuff but they were like wait we can do this and they freaking did it. And they killed it. They place. honestly killed it. Yeah. They absolutely did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Mario 64, number two, will top Metal Gear at 15. We have a couple mm-hmm. more choices in the first round. I'm going to save one of these for last. Um, number three at GoldenEye and number 14 at Super Metroid. That's our next choice. I think, I think, I keep saying this, but I think we're probably going to go with GoldenEye yeah. here. Let's go. Let, let me go first. Super easy, and it's Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I really like Super Metroid, but I do like the newer Metroids a little bit better. I I do enjoy the sort of yeah. newer versions of Super Metroid. Yeah. Um, I think Goldeneye is an easy pick here. So, and if any listeners are confused, just go back and listen to how many episodes we've been talking about Goldeneye. About Goldeneye, it's yeah. like every other ep- <laughs> every other episode yeah. we're talking about Goldeneye. So anything in the know- description that has anything about video games, <laughs> and especially in the nineties yeah. of video games, or it's going to be in there at some point. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so lastly, in our in our first set of brackets, number one at Super Mario World, and number sixteen at Super Mario Three. Which is insane. Like, this is the craziest matchup 
And I wanted to leave this for last just so we could drive Ian crazy. I don't know if you want to go first or if you want to go last. That's up to you. See, I think I, I think I should go first. And the reason is because I did, I, you know, I, I keep saying I've, I've said this is my favorite game of all time, Super Mario Brothers 3. And when you look at the two generations of going from NES to SNES, and obviously there's some improvements to Super Mario World, for me, it's like, what, what happened with Mario? It went from Super Mario Brothers, just kind of like, yeah, you can run through nine worlds and it's, it's, it's great, but then, okay, we're going to improve on it, you know? By the time they get to Super Mario Brothers 3, there's a whole map aspect to it. There's all these items, there's power, different power-ups, more so than before, and it felt like more like a story, and it felt more like this is the standard now for Mario. And so even though I love playing Super Mario World, I have admitted I I would go back to Super Mario All-Stars and get the chance to play Super Mario 3 more so than Super Mario World. And it's just maybe a nostalgia factor, but also just it's a certain tightness to it, the way you can just kind of go from A to B and finish it uh, in, in whatever pace you like versus right. a sort of like a you know, that sort of save point and I'm going to go back and, you know, we're eventually we're going to get there, but it's going to be this whole other beast that is Super Mario World. I do prefer the uh, the concise nature of Super Mario 3. Yep, and I will enough. take that to my grave. Yep. <clears throat> it's Again, just like with Mike, it's hard to argue against your favorite game of all time. If that's what you've felt and believed and, and, and sit with as your favorite game of all time, how are you going to really argue against it it's really tough too so i actually don't know i know where i sit on this i don't know where mike sits on this i'm actually very curious so like for me it's uh super mario world yeah sorry Ian. it's no, the it's, hey, it's the one I'm, i played the most and of all the 2d marios it's my favorite one so i'm lucky that super mario 3 even gets to be in this bracket because technically it came out in japan in the 80s and didn't make That's it. What, I was about to North ask, um, but it it, these, it was these 90, came out really close. It was, I think it was 90, 90 or 91. February 1990 when it came out in North America. Uh, yeah. Okay, so they came oh, out really close. In 89, to I think, in Japan, right? So, yeah. okay. <clears throat> but I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, we all experienced it when we were, you know, six years old or something like that. Right? Yeah. So, Could yeah. you write like to, honestly? I I didn't own N60. Uh, I didn't own Super Nintendo, as I've said before. So. I played Super Mario World on my uh, uh, Game Boy Advance, still in the 90s, but that's my experience with yeah, it. Yeah, it was probably 98 could, or 97. Yeah. And what I loved about it was riding Yoshi. So could Ooh. you ride Yoshi in Super Mario 3? No, he no? was introduced no, yeah. in World. Yeah. No, no, but you could turn you could turn into a underwater as a frog. The Tanuki suit uh, and the frog and yeah. yeah. The suit sure. circle, the raccoon suit. It, I, I mean, I I yeah. I don't know. I I just I can't get, I can't not pick world on this. And I feel really bad yeah. saying that because I really don't want to squash someone's favorite game of all time. I really don't. Yeah. No, it but, is what it is. It's coming in at number 16. So it's really hard to, it uh, is, but, he, but even if it was like, you know, eight, nine or something, I, you know, I, I think world to me, as much as it, there's so many Mario games and so much choice out there for the 2d games to me, super Mario world is, is the best 2d game super mario game and yeah. that's just to me it doesn't mean that it is mm -hmm. and doesn't mean that it hasn't been improved upon 
I, I just, I have to play world and world is, is one of the things that I would argue through pretty far into this bracket. So um, I feel, I, I feel so bad, Ian. I really no, do. No, no, no. You know, it's, it's funny because what you, how you feel about Super Mario Kart versus how we feel about Mario Kart 64 is basically how I feel about Super Mario Bros. 3. And it's also like, I don't know, like they improved on it. Yes. But then when I would talk about, um, mario 64 versus it's i i can picture mario brothers 3 because of my experiences with it more so than i can picture any other mario game so that's where where i'm at with that is yeah yeah for sure yeah okay so um we have our first set of brackets down um we have one favorite game of all time that is is sadly leaving us behind so we will will it's okay Bid farewell to Mario 3, but there's lots of games here that we're still <laughs> going to discuss. So we have, um, we have, let's see, what are we going to go with first? I think a very interesting one here would be Goldeneye at number three and Pokemon at number six. I was dreading this one. Yeah, I'm ready to give both of you yeah. guys a heart attack here. <laughs> Although this I'm really not, I'm not 100 percent certain on this. I, I think. I think I would lean towards Goldeneye personally because Pokemon sits with me as this first gen experience because I haven't lived the entire Pokemon experience. But I also, you know, I I, I can I can link my N64 playing days with Goldeneye before any other game on that console. Yes. Um, yeah. Just like we were talking about Mario cart 64 being this thing that people would just play up and pl- pick up and play GoldenEye is is very much the same and i i remember picking the highest difficulty possible so many times or picking the lowest difficulty possible and trying to run through those levels as quick as possible oh, you know yeah. uh, running through the dam for some reason is the one that stands out to me as like the the level that i always try to run through as quick as possible and i i don't know why it was that one but that's the one that stands out and then, of course, the multiplayer is everything. So for me, it's it's Goldeneye out of this. I mean, I think for me, it's it's kind of easy for me to say Pokemon because I that game left such an impact on me that I basically still play every Pokemon game that comes out to this yeah. day. And you look forward to um, it when it's announced. I look forward to them. Yeah. And I even play all the spinoff games like Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Unite, and I save all my Pokemon in the cloud and i have been doing that for years and i have all my shinies and i sort them all and i i do crazy stuff so it has to be it for me it has to be okay pokemon but in my personal rankings goldeneye was like right below pokemon as like number three because of the fun i had playing multiplayer um and the most fun i ever had playing multiplayer in my whole life some of the most fun i ever had was playing goldeneye and my yeah. very first experience with the n64 ian was when you rented it from blockbuster and stayed at my play at my house before i bought it and we played goldeneye like all weekend oh yeah so back when you could rent consoles and so like i absolutely love goldeneye but like pokemon for me pokemon has to be the one for me just because of like the impact it's had on my gaming life but and whereas like whereas and the reason why Goldeneye doesn't make it is because like you can't pick up Goldeneye now on N64 and play it and have a good experience. And the franchise as itself didn't really continue much after this. There's still, there's no like good 
007 shooters still being made and I'm not like still not, playing them. So. Like it peaked at perfect dark, right? But like um, yeah. that that being said, I mean that's N64 as a whole, so I don't really hold yeah, that to, that's true. To, that's very like, true. <laughs> honestly, like I don't I don't like everyone can play Mario Kart 64, right? But like yeah, there's obviously better versions of that, but like it's mostly the nostalgia that keeps you coming back to that. Um for me, even Goldeneye, like I'd still like it's like riding a bike. So even though it's not the same as playing Warzone or any other first person shooter by today's standards, I still have that I don't know, um that like uh muscle memory of playing it. So I can yeah, yeah. I can go I can pick it up and go, Oh yeah, this is uh, I'm right at home. So for me it's clear choice for Goldeneye, but uh, it's it's more so when you look at like both Pokemon and Goldeneye, neither of them are necessarily redefining the genre. Like they're they're just kind of adding a an IP to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but like Goldeneye, where like Pokemon, like like Mike said, still to this day, like you can kind of it's 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 carried on. Goldeneye is like that. It's to me what N sixty four was for me. It was like yeah. the top game, and it was like when I when I picture playing N sixty four, I'm playing that or I'm playing yeah. like yeah. I think know, I, cards like I said, whatever, it's one of the but... most my favorite gaming memories of my entire childhood are playing Goldeneye with four friends at a party or, or something, and like yeah. this memories like they'll just never happen in that way ever again. Where it's like, and I, I will say, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I will say, it's, even it's though fine. even yeah. though you say it's a bit ridiculous to pick it up nowadays and whatnot, even by the time we hit university, we were getting a little crazy with N64. We had, uh, we called it the screen divider. We had a suite yes. and we pulled the TV up to the two doors and we put a cardboard in between. So all you could hear was the footsteps and you didn't see, awesome. I, you, you would split the team so that it was, left side versus right side and you play 2v2 <laughs> it was it was insanity the so, things yeah, we had to go through night. just to play a fair yeah. so you wouldn't you wouldn't look at someone else's screen yeah you yeah had to put yeah the cardboard in between the force the so golden eye is going on eh oh wow golden eye is going on that's, yeah well, golden yeah no, that's tough that's tough for sure right. okay so next we have um ooh, let's see where do we want to pick next i think we want to pick um doom made it right doom yeah against That's super mario world super mario world so super mario world is number one doom is number nine um mike what do you think i might actually throw you guys for a loop here and i might actually say doom oh yeah. that is a loop yeah yeah a loop de loop they might say they might say <laughs> i said i think super mario world's gonna make it between you guys and i just w- wanted to make it interesting but um <laughs> i don't think doom i because like i think doom deserves to go far i wouldn't i wouldn't have any problem sticking up for doom because like i said to me my favorite marios are the 3d mario so i'm not gonna right. die in the 2d mario hill and for me doom as the first first person shooter i had experience with does live in my memory as like a fun thing with friends whereas super mario world i played mostly by myself on my game boy so i just have fonder memories of doom and i don't prefer my platformers 2d so to me it's doom yeah fair enough um and i don't know where you're gonna go so i want to let you be the decider Um, sounds good and i'm gonna go super mario 
Uh, Super Mario World, again, like I just said before, it to me is is the perfect 2D Mario. So I, I think um, between the Cape and the Yoshi introduction in the same game, it's hard for me to not love this game. And to be introduced to the Star World from my cousin months after I even owned this game to know that there was a Star World and you can go to the star levels and stuff. Yeah. It's just like this thing that like blew my mind that there were these secrets. Um, I think Doom, everything I said before, still stands. And and I do think that it's this big thing, but but world is is I could I could come back to a lot more recently and I could and I could really, really have more of a of a feeling with it than I would with Doom. So I'm gonna go with yeah. World. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know. Now that the tough choice is out of the way between World and Three, <laughs> I can accurately talk about my experience with Super Mario World. I love this game. Uh, it's not that I I necessarily didn't like it compared to Super Mario Three. I just um, you know I, I I think I sunk a little bit more time into Number Three, but Super Mario World was a vast improvement from like all the things Dave was saying. And if I think about that versus Doom, like, yes, there's different iterations. It's a first-person shooter. There's improvements to first-person shooters along the way. But there's a unique signature to Super Mario World. It's not like, even with Yoshi's Island or any of the other ones, it's not oh, like there's a uh, game the fact that... that that's not on here breaks my heart. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like, it's, it's, it's not like there are other games, like, versions of Super Mario World that feels the same. This is a standalone, like, sort of unique yeah. Mario game. And... Yep. Uh, in that respect, I really enjoy it. And uh, when I think about playing Super Nintendo, that's one of the mainstays of it, other than when I dive back into Super Mario All-Stars, obviously. But um, no, it's just, uh, I, I have to stick with, with Mario. I, I feel like a lot of this bracket is, is just a, a love for our love for Nintendo, but at the same time, um, it would be know. for a lot of people. Do, though, Doom, Doom, it, it had its day. But I can pick up Super Mario World now and enjoy it way more than the original do. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so Super Mario World will move on. Um, next, we have Super Mario Kart against Mario 64. Yeah, see, this is a Mario Fest. <laughs> this is a Mario yeah. Fest, but this Mario is Fest. this is a tough one. This might be the. I toughest. think you should go first, Dave. I think you should go first. Oh, you think I? Oh, I got. Yeah. I think I got to talk this one through. Um, but but it, it's it's honestly, I I I really have a a hard time picking. Like, look, I love Mario sixty four. There's a butt coming here. You can you can feel it already mm-hmm. based on the way I just said that. Um, but I, th- but I think that there's, there's, there's movies, there's games that have, have done it better in the same generation, including Banjo-Kazooie, including in some ways, even though it's not the same game or green of time, you know, like I, I do think that there's games that did this better and it's hard to, com- it's hard to compare because they came out a year or two later and, you know, they, they had more time to sort of develop these games and build upon them and, you know, you know use similar ideas but but expand upon them and stuff but 
Um, I, I still find Super Mario Kart to be my favorite kart game out of the Mario series. And I really like Super Mario. Like, I really love Mario 64. But there's a lot of Mario games that I would play before I play that, including what we just talked about in Super Mario World. I mean, I, it's hard to disagree with anything that you're saying. I mean, it was a nice eulogy for Super Mario Kart. I will say. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mario Kart, so, sorry, Mario 64, although I will give you that Super Mario World, um, it's less jarring to go back to as far as the graphics are concerned. The, the um, graphics don't bother me. Like, it, it's not about the graphics. It's, about, it's and Honestly, I'm just thinking about the gameplay itself. The graphics yeah. could look, honestly, like, like a muddy uh, brown yeah. and, and purple mess, and I, I wouldn't care. You know, it's, right. it's more about um, the gameplay itself. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I just remember exploring every aspect of this game, getting all the 120 stars and all that mm-hmm. uh, from Mario 64, just way more so than even though knowing the secrets of Super Mario World, ever feeling the need to make sure you uh, ever sort of completed. And I, I know we're not pitting it against Super Mario World, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, but well, I mean, um, I just made the comparison too. So exactly. that's fair enough. Yeah. Mario 64 versus Super Mario Kart. Um, I don't know. I just think it's their leagues apart. Um, yeah. for by the probably for the same reasons why I prefer Mario Kart 64 over Super Mario Kart. I'm just gonna go with Mario 64. Lock it in. Fair enough. Yeah, me too. Mario 64. Yeah, my, <laughs> Mike too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to say my piece. Like guys, I have. They my, made it far. Yeah, I have my Super Nintendo University shirt on. Nice. So I have to. I have to back all my Super yeah. Nintendo uh, picks. So. That's, That's part of it okay. as well. Okay, so Mario 64 moves on over Super Mario Kart, uh, understandably so. Um, what are we missing here? We have oh, this bracket not. We have Mario Kart 64 versus the Ocarina of Time. I'm going to say power. Power needs to sell us. Power needs to sell us on this one. I actually think that that the deciding person might be Ian. Well, that's why I want power to go first. Okay. Mike, go for it. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> like yeah. Ian said. The last two are leagues apart. Like to me, it's these are leagues apart. Like Mario Kart, yes, is a fun party game. It's a fun game to play with your friends. Everyone can pick up and play it. But listen, we're gamers. You know, we're we're, <laughs> Wait, we're hold beyond. On. Hold on, everyone. we're beyond. We're gamers. Hold on, <laughs> it's it's a bit of a pizza versus steak, though. Like, if you think yeah, about it's it. a bit of pizza versus steak, but I but pizza, well, pizza, I guess pizza is better than steak. Pizza's better than steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the, the game versatility that's, of pizza um, is unmatched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't even say yeah, subliminal messaging. We need a. Who said that? Who said that? Where did that come from? Who said that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this, it's like, it's like, you know, casual game Mario Kart, which, you know, you can play on your own, but it's not nearly as fun versus, you know, the, the, one of the most epic, you know, first player games where you can just get lost in and explore an adventure and, be part of this like crazy narrative and it really like it really um what's the word like shows you what games can be versus just like 
a party trick and something to play with your friends. Okay. They can be a they can be a form of storytelling. You know what I mean? They can be not a party trick, but a fun time with your friends versus versus a form of storytelling where which is like different than movies and TV because you are enveloped in the story because you are the main character and you are going through the um, trials and tribulations that the main character is going through and you're having to solve the puzzles. You're not being a passive. Um, like when you're watching a movie, you're not a passive, you are a participant in the story. And that's what Zelda opened my eyes to. And that's what the game brings to the table, I think. So before Dave gives his, I just you want, want me to go. You in. want me to go before you? Wait, I okay. want you to go, but I will say one thing first. In that, um, <laughs> in <laughs> hold that, on please now. agree with me. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just saying, like you're you're talking a little bit about like okay, Ocarina of Time, standalone kind of play by yourself, get real deep. But you can play Mario Kart 64 by yourself or with others. You can't say the same for Ocarina of Time. I'm just gonna say that. Let you go, Dave. <laughs> well, no, it's true. You're right. You're right. I mean, yeah, it is this... fun to play games with other people. Like, I get that. But like, if you are if you are looking for something deeper in games of like an experience that you can't get anywhere else, because like I would equiv- I would I would equate playing Mario 64 with games with friends as like the most the reason most time I played Mario 64 was like a drinking game with friends and there are other drinking games I can play with yeah friends. Mario Kart and stuff yeah Mario, guitar yeah, hero like, uh, things like that guitar yeah. hero or even yeah. just like board games or kings or beer pong or whatever and have that same kind of fun experience but like you cannot have another experience where you are taking part in a story and being the main character and you control of their agency and like that's why I still play video games to this day. Because when I was young, I played a game like Ocarina of Time and was like, "Oh wow, video games can be more." You know what I mean? There can be a yeah. different medium of entertainment, and that's so can I, what can I ask you something though? In present yeah. day, do you find yourself playing more so games where you're just playing by yourself, or do you find yourself playing like interactive games with other people? I I always I always have on the go. One game I play alone, one game I play with my friends gaming, and then I have a few friends. I have a few games like Mario Party that I'll have like for what I'm entertaining. But yeah, I always prefer the like, I prefer the the social these days, like yeah, an, an online game with friends. And then yeah, one game that I can play by myself to have still that sort of um, that story, that narrative. Just like back when I was playing Zelda, like that's what still hooks me to this day. So I always that's, have a game. That's like that fair. Underdog. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's honestly like a fantastic point that you were that you were making, Mike, and then a fantastic question mm-hmm. that you were you were leading into there, Ian. Because when when I when I think about what I'm gaming with in the last, I would say five years, um, three to five years is more of the single player, and and Mike knows this for sure more of the single player indie game experiences because one, I think that they're telling different types of stories and they're trying to draw you in with different types of experiences and stuff. And when I really think about it, as we talked about this in the last four or five, seven minutes that we just talked about just this particular matchup, that's what Ocarina of Time kind of is, you know, for its time, because yeah, you had Mario Kart that you could pick up and play with friends and like, there's just so many memories when it comes to playing couch co-op with people, whether it's GoldenEye, Mario Kart 64, Super Mario. Like it really, really, you could just name any kind of co-op 
game whatsoever. It really doesn't matter, especially when it comes to a PlayStation or an N64. Like you're you're playing with three other people than yourself, especially then. Like I have so many stories about playing the first Halo with four TVs in the same basement. And I don't think without games like it, maybe not it specifically, but games like it wouldn't, we wouldn't see what we're seeing now. So yeah, I love the party games. I love super Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart 64. I really do, but it has to be behind the Zelda game because of what it means for storytelling sort of moving forward. So, and that's fair. Yeah. I, I'm, well, the funny thing is I just, I wanted to kind of play devil's advocate, but I'm, I'm going to go with Ocarina of Time. It is my favorite. <laughs> it is my favorite Legend of Zelda game. And it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a question of, you know, obviously gaming is subjective and there's very different ways you can approach it and whatnot. But yeah, at the end of the day, like you're, you're playing games by yourself some of the time. And when you, when you get into the weeds, on a game like Ocarina of Time, those are the games that really uh, keep you intrigued and wanting to play more and doing yeah. different things. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, and 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 other people might might favor the party games and might favor sure. the the multiplayer, but uh, something like Ocarina of Time is really, a, in my mind, one of the greater games of its generation. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Okay. Second level of the brackets complete. If I'm not uh, keeping track of this incorrectly, so um, it's funny we're making we're making good time on this bracket, but it's still making for an interesting. It is, <laughs> you know? yeah. We're we're at, we're down to the semifinals here, right? I think yeah. Mar- Super Mario World against Ocarina of Time, and Mario sixty uh, Mario sixty four against Goldeneye against Goldeneye. So we <laughs> all Nintendo. I mean, is, is all it Nintendo- really? And it's really that hard to imagine that this no it's would really be. not no when you um, when you look at the way the bracket started it's not that hard aside from maybe one of these maybe being being swapped this, out. these are this is gonna be hard for me i say we start with um the bottom go for, it, Mike. go for it and we i think i think we start with the bottom and we start with mario 64 versus goldeneye okay I elect to go last <laughs> uh, i'll go first i'll okay. go first and i'm gonna say not that I'm cheating a little bit, but I'm looking ahead and I'm like, man, this is going to be like a Mario uh, final. But <laughs> I'm I, I'm 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 going to try to avoid that, and I'm going to say Goldeneye for myself. I'm going to say Goldeneye over Mario. Um, I I think Mario games say okay, Ocarina of Time. Let's just go back to it. The reason why it said it. It's my favorite game of all time, and it's set apart from the rest is because it opened my eyes that gaming could be like a new form of storytelling, and it could impact you the same way that watching a good movie or the good TV show could impact you. But I think something like Mario games, which are just platformers, they don't really do that. The story is kind of disposable, and it's more about having fun with the gameplay. And so when I think when I'm putting Mario versus Goldeneye and I'm thinking about what gameplay did I have more fun with, I think it's the multiplayer gameplay and it's those those memories and experiences with my friends. Yet I still did have a lot of fun playing the single player through Goldeneye and like beating all the games and unlocking the Moonraker level with the li- with the li- with the lasers. So for me it's like it's like the full package of Goldeneye of like the, with the multiplayer involved and just the memories I have of it. So I would actually 
personally choose Goldeneye over Mario 64. Okay. Ian wants to go last. I will respect that decision. Um, but I will take the exact same argument as Mike. And I will go for Goldeneye. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, you know, un, it's somewhat unfair to say that Goldeneye had that multiplayer experience and Mario 64 didn't. It's, it's sort of hard to make that argument to say, like, look, that's what put it up, put it above it. Because that just option that wasn't that's an option that wasn't there for Mario sixty four, right? Um, but I, I, but I think in some ways it's also fair because Goldeneye just used its opportunity to do that and did it so well, especially for its time. That look, I know Mario sixty four wasn't that kind of game. That's fine, but the way that Goldeneye executed it and the way that we were able to really take advantage like Mike said too, with the single player. And like I mentioned earlier with the dam, for some reason, that's the level that stands out to me and stuff. Like I was trying to speed run things before speed run was even a thing that you even thought of, you know, like that's what you did with Goldeneye and single player. You know, I popped that cartridge in and I tried to play every level as quick as I could on the hardest difficulty with no yeah, arm. facility would dive down through facility. The yeah. Like, like, run through. like basically two bullets would kill you. Like, you know, things like that. Like that's what we always tried to do um and, and it's just yeah it's to me it's it's not that easy of a decision but i but i yeah I, i'd have to go with golden eye for for this matchup yeah yeah um i'm clearly in the same boat at this oh point. you are okay uh, oh yeah, golden eye <laughs> finals well yeah it's just it's it's golden eye all the way it's the one that uh, i always come back to uh, or at least remember when i was playing in c4 Right, and uh, it it had both. It had best of both worlds. You could you could play by yourself. You could do all the crazy things you wanted, and then you could get your friends together, and you could do that. And like, you know, we, we all had the crazy settings, whether it was you know rockets in complex or <laughs> yeah. proximity mines in proximity facility. Mines. But in in fact, but in proximity fact, mines facility even, was the big one. Yeah, yeah, proximity mines in facility was amazing. But even all those crazy settings. My like most favorite one was so much more simpler. It was license to kill basement automatics. And it was just oh, straight up. Why can't I picture gangster. which one basement was? But yeah. No. Uh, it was well, if you picture the the stack or the um, the stack or the one where it was the three levels. Yeah. But then only the basement portion. So you go down and you're stuck down there. I'm gonna type it in anyway, just so I can yeah, see yeah, yeah. Picture the picture of it. The, when you see the stack, you, you have those rooms with the, the balcony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, okay, but yeah, once yeah. you get down to the basement, when you yeah. choose basement, you're stuck down there. You got nowhere nowhere to go. But, right. But, I, just, I just see like the boxes, the yeah, ammo yeah. boxes and stuff in the middle of the and we would like, do, oh, yeah, yeah. We would do proximity <laughs> basement as well, which was fun. Yes, we did that yeah. too. We did pyramids rockets a lot. Yeah, pyramid I know, rockets. I think because yeah. it was like it had that big open space in the middle. So you mm-hmm. had to like be pretty accurate with your rocket shot. It wasn't a lot of like hallways and stuff. I think we did that a lot too. Yeah. Um, okay. So GoldenEye is going to the finals then. We have a number with the number one seed has made it to the semifinal. We have uh, Super Mario World against number five, Orcarina of Time.
one of these two is going to uh, battle it against Goldeneye in the finals. So I should probably just go first because it's obvious. It's like obvious what my pick is. Yes. and it's less obvious what your guys' pick is. So yeah, yeah. Ocarina of Time. I've I've like hammered it home, but it it, it is Mike, all have about. You, have you played this game before, Mike? I haven't. Yeah, it, it, before. it is all about the game that you know opened my eyes, made people's eyes to being not just you know a passive uh, participant in a story, but like being the main character of a story, influencing the story, um, the way that they, the way that they, they don't handheld hold you through the story in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, they definitely don't. Um, You have to like figure out all the puzzles yourself and um, figure out the dungeons and find all the hidden heart pieces. Just like the original Legend of Zelda. Just like the original. Yeah. But then you're also being, Yeah, and also, but it's also super fun and satisfying the gameplay. But it also has you being part of this bigger, grand, epic story, and so it's like hitting you in all every different aspect. If it wasn't for this game, I wouldn't be into video games like I am now. I would just probably kept my M sixty four and just replayed those multiplayer games with people at my house. But instead, I played this game. I got hooked at this sort of storytelling, and I've kept buying video game consoles, and I've kept playing. You know single player games whether it be the new god of war or spider-man or whatever because i enjoy this medium of entertainment and storytelling and this is the game that start, started it for me so that's why ocarina of time like i have to pick it i have to stick with it to try to convince you guys to push it forward <laughs> but i know you guys love super mario world so no hard feelings if you pick that but um, for me it's like it is definitely definitely over uh, mario world Okay. Um, ooh, I don't know which way we should. I, Mike, I feel like you should pick which one of us should go next because I don't know. I don't know if you know which way we're gonna go. I don't know if you know. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, because if, if one of you picks Ocarina, then it's over. Yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> it's, it's only. It's, well, I mean, like I already picked. Well, I already picked it. So yeah, of course. If, yeah. if the next person picks it, the third guy doesn't get to go. Sure. So it'd be better well, if I could pick someone who's leaning towards world. But I think. Uh, I think maybe I'll go with Dave. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to figure which one of you is leaning towards a world to make it more interesting, but I don't know. I, I actually don't know where yeah, it's going to land know. on this. I actually I don't. don't. So I think it's actually... Um, well, because I gave that sort of defense of... Yeah, should we write, it, write it down on a piece of paper and write our, our answer down? Because I actually am very... I, I'm actually yeah. very not... I am really not sure where Ian lands on this. I actually am not. Okay. This is not great for audio listening, but it is, it is what it is. <laughs> we will defend it is what it is at one o'clock in the morning while we've had exactly. a couple of drinks. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I can see you both. So go three, yeah. two, one, reveal. Yeah. Can you see that? Oh, Dave has Mario. So Ian, what do you have? He has our green of time. Oh, green of time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So, so but I. The funny thing was, yeah. I want. I want you to talk first, obviously, and then I'll. I'll no, I, I. I just. I. You know, I. I have. It's the same thing I said before. You know, we're we're gonna go through the same arguments as we did before. But I. I but I really do think that World is the best two D Mario that they've had. I could. I could just keep going level to level to level on that. But this is yeah. the exact same argument I could make for Yoshi's Island, which is the did not make this list. 
to me, Yoshi's Island is above Mario World, and I love Super Mario World. Like to mm. me, Yoshi's Island did not make their top sixteen, which is totally fine. Yeah, I think has only two of, people had it on their list. Yeah, not so. a lot. Honestly, yeah. not a lot of people have a huge feeling for that game. But for me, for whatever reason, I just absolutely loved it. I I understand that that my my vote probably wouldn't have gone past this round, which I'm totally fine with. Um, well, currently it's tied. I mean, <laughs> I wrote my answer down, but you, you wrote it down. But it's what if I'm you pretty sure me? I what saw the word swayed? Arcarina on it, which yeah. I don't what think an you... Arcarina exists in Super Mario. What if World? you swayed me? <laughs> no, no. But seriously, like, okay. So as much as I think Ocarina of Time is groundbreaking, like I feel I I think okay, what if this was um not Super Mario World it was up against, but if it was something like Super Smash Bros. Like we talk about how that's another thing that's not in our top like, 16, which is exactly. a very it's not, big, it's not, yeah. it's not there, but I have so many good memories of playing those kind of games. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay. So when you compare a game like super smash bros to Ocarina of time on the surface, it's like almost a no brainer. Like Ocarina of time is way more deep, but then you have way different experiences with a game like super smash bros. Cause it's so dynamic and it's so like, it's geared towards multiplayer. Yeah, it's yeah. always harder um, with games than uh, movies because the experiences are so different. Yeah. yeah. Mario 64, like, if it had Luigi in it, well, that's a different story. <laughs> that co-op in <laughs> Luigi was, yeah, was exactly. player too. Yeah. Uh, Luigi? But, but obviously, you <laughs> Who's know, this Luigi guy you speak of? <laughs> that's right. But obviously, GoldenEye took the cake. Now we're, we're looking at what's going to go up against GoldenEye. It's going to be either Super Mario World or ocarina of time and i gotta lean towards ocarina of time just because of like similar to why i was praising mario 64 but i'm just saying it's it's not always necessarily about just the standalone nature of the story or how deep it goes but also the feeling you get when playing it and uh it's tough between that and super mario but i will give the edge to ocarina of time just because it just felt like more groundbreaking than anything else yeah, no, so, yeah. I, I think I think every point that you made is absolutely valid. So that's that's great. So, oof, final. Mike, the final. We have um so the final is now um Arcarine of Time at number five and Goldeneye at number three. Ian was right, the number five and twelve matchup has made its way to the finals. Uh, um, not as surprising as the movies, I think, but mm-hmm. I still think very valid and very tough to sort of argue. So, again, I think with the finals between Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and uh, and 007 Goldeneye, I do think that we know where Mike stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I should go first. I just I've laid out. I've laid everything out for. I know it's it's, it's hard to say it again, right? Yeah, <laughs> I will not say it again. I'll just throw my weight behind it. But I will say, like, I'm happy with with either game being our sort of '90s game of the podcast. So, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll let you guys sort it out who goes next. But I will throw mine towards Ocarina of Time, obviously. But I'm happy yeah. either way, and I don't and know. I, I, don't, I really don't know where you guys are going to fall. So. so. Honestly, Ian, I th- you're like an enigma with the games, man. I can't figure it out. I don't know which way you're going to go with all these games. <laughs> Again, I don't know which way you're going to go. I really don't. An yeah. enigma wrapped in a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Jim Carrey all the way. That's it. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you want to? Uh, I was going to say if someone was going to counter him, they should step forward. 
oh, then it's me. Then it's going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I, honestly, again, it's the same thing I said before, where it's like, it's, it's sort of an uncare, unfair comparison because of the whole, um, you know, multiplayer experience that there is with GoldenEye. I really have a, a, a deeper memory and experience for GoldenEye single and multiplayer than I do yes. for Arc Arena of Time. So I do, 100%. Yeah. So I, so like, it, again, Zelda doesn't have multiplayer. So it's really hard to say like, well, I had that experience with this game, but this game doesn't allow me to have that. So it, it's really hard to say that that, you know, that's a fair comparison because there's a giant metric there that I think a lot of people attach to GoldenEye that just doesn't exist for 50% of the N64 games out there. doesn't matter what you're talking about in mm. comparison to it, right? So that's really hard to say. I have just as much memory single player than I, than I do for, for multiplayer. And yeah. to me, that's why it goes above Zelda. And I do like... I, I do like the over-the-top 2D Zelda games better than I do the 3D ones. I honestly do. Mm-hmm. The only one I haven't played is um, what's the GameCube one? Um, uh, uh, with the Wind Waker? S- Wind Waker. It's the only one I haven't played. It's actually a pretty good game. I, I, I hear it's yeah. fantastic and I really want to play it because it looks like the type of game that I would really like. But it's the yeah. only one I haven't played and I love the way it looks, which is enough for me to want to play it. Um, but all the other 3D Zelda games I've played and, and to me... I still would prefer the the sort of over the top 2D ones. And mm-hmm. um, but again, that doesn't take anything away for our creative of time. Everything we've talked about is just fa- absolutely fantastic yeah, about the still game. Still being so, all the way to number two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So did it? Uh, yeah. So my, my vote's gonna um, go behind Goldeneye. Mike, I'm sorry, I broke your heart. <laughs> that's okay, man. That's okay. <laughs> you still love me, yeah. Mike? I love you too. Oh yeah. Like, they're, we, they're both I, games. Like I, I had an epic experience playing through Ocarina of Time, multiple playthroughs and whatever. Um, you know, maybe it's unfair because Goldeneye is a bit of a pop culture icon. Like it's it it has the benefit of we have just as much like I'm looking at my movie ranking for the 90s and Goldeneye is up there. So it has just as right. much significance in the film sphere than it does as, as it is the for Mike game too, sphere. right mike like that's your favorite bond movie so yep it's complimentary it in that respect like i i have love for the movie i have love for the game and it's like a cyclical thing um ocarina of time as epic as it is and it's probably yeah it's definitely my favorite i have yet to play through breath of the wild but it is my favorite legend of zelda game I still have to lean towards GoldenEye because of all the experiences I've had with it um, versus like I've had great experiences with Ocarina of Time on my own, but I just, I gravitate towards like the communal kind of, and, and the fun I've had with it on, on my own, but just having that extra layer of couch co-op and all this just like, it was the perfect storm for GoldenEye. I don't know why that game was so epic. It never should have been this epic, right? Yeah, I, really I mean, was, when we really yeah. think about it, like, you know, Perfect Dark is a better game, right? Yeah. But for whatever reason, two or three years later when it came out, somehow GoldenEye sticks around. Yeah, and, like, and that's just it. Like, we were talking about it, I think, with Rich on the quiz episode. It's like, 
they had perfect dark and they had the world is not enough but goldeneye is the game like yeah. that is the game yeah um for first person i think video and- games are different than movies because video games apart from some very few people but like they exist in your life in a certain time period and then you rarely go back and play that that exact game you'll play mario party one and then later you might play mario party eight but not yeah. Mario Party one again you know what i yeah. mean so like like the way you remember a game is you remember it and your feelings and your experience in that like time period that it occupied in your life and that's how you remember it whereas movies you kind of rewatch and you kind of get new opinions new feelings on them but video games you don't really and this is why i think golden Knight sticks out the way it does because at that time it was like the only first person shooter in town and it was the only multiplayer shooter that anyone was playing right and yeah. it was all of our first experiences with that kind of game and that's why today we're playing like Warzone with our friends because we played GoldenEye back then. I don't know. It's like, well, so yeah, it's, it's, it's why these it's why these games exist. It's why Halo was mm-hmm. made only mm-hmm. five or six years later. Like when you really look at the jump that they took from from you know GoldenEye to Perfect Dark to Halo, it's just like, are you kidding? Like, how did that? Yeah, how did that happen? It was less than a decade later, but but yeah, without without GoldenEye, there wouldn't be all those games. But without Ocarina of Time, there wouldn't be a million other open world yeah. games that we have. Yeah, now. The God of War, God of War, and and, yeah. and and I'm playing through Ghost of Tsushima right now. Like none of those mm-hmm. games probably would exist without Ocarina of Time and Mario 64. Like they just wouldn't. Like I, I don't, you know, maybe they would come later in in the life cycle of the 64. But the right. fact that they came early on and they hit with such an impact is yeah. a testament to the fact that they like they took this shit seriously. And they made fantastic games that, you know, With you lim- could... the limits they had back then. It's unbelievable that they it's, it's crazy what they what they did. Games. It's crazy yeah. what they did on this plastic cartridge. With a well, chip on the, the inside, like, you know. Like... Do you see the trend? Like we obviously love Nintendo, but like for a reason. Like even though we go and move on and play Xbox and PlayStation, whatever, Nintendo has always been like. Uh, function over form if that makes sense like they don't necessarily care to have the the greatest graphics or anything else but their stories their gameplay it's always tight. well you yeah and you say we go on play xbox i've always owned every nintendo console well yeah we own. always go back yeah. to nintendo exactly yeah and, and i've owned with, 64 yeah. gamecube we switch yeah I've, I've owned everything I've, but, nintendo. I've owned everything but a Wii. well wii u and gamecube i guess i haven't owned but I have experience with all of them and deep experience with all of them, you know? Yeah. Like, like 10 out of the 16 in this bracket are Nintendo first party games, like first party, Yeah. you know, like, yeah, Tony Hawk was on, you know, the N64 and Tony Hawk 2 was on. And it'd be interesting but, to see in a few know. years, if we do the next decade. GoldenEye, baby. I'm happy Mortal with that Kombat one. was on the Super Nintendo. Like all of these games eventually yeah. made it onto it. But the first party was 10 out of 16 yeah. that's insane <laughs> they, they own the 90s for sure they yeah the and 90s. if you count if you count golden eye that would be 11 that you it, would it associate might, it might be with different in the next decade but in the 90s but for now in the know, 90s when, yeah. yeah we harp on the graphics when we look back but even though it was very visibly not like live action the game golden eye felt the most like the movie um compared to any other game i've ever experienced like playing a game the way that you would watch a movie this felt like you were in the movie 
or playing through the story of the movie. Yeah. And, and when we look at the games that we didn't mention this until the, the beginning of it, but like of the episode, but like there's so many games right now that I have pulled up on our shared screen that we can look at. Like they're probably really small and hard to see, but you know, Star Fox 64 wasn't on our top 16 smash brothers, donkey Kong two, which is my favorite game of all time. Wasn't on there. Roller coaster tycoon wasn't on there and didn't wow. make my list. And I was really, it was really hard for me to put that on there. You know, like there's so F zero NBA jam, Mario party, you know, you mean the fact that someone zero. put dark forces on here, put dark forces <laughs> on here. It's amazing. Like, yeah, so I mean, many... that was clearly me, but like, let's, but I almost, let's be but real. I almost put, <laughs> I almost put that on there though, because that game's amazing. Marvel versus Capcom, like Chrono, Chrono Trigger didn't make it. Chrono That's Trigger, Half-Life, you know, Half-Life. like Half-Life isn't even part of our discussion today. That's insane. Yeah. That's Only crazy. me and one other person put Mario Land 2 with the six gold coins. <laughs> you know, like to me, Yoshi's Island uh, Donkey Kong 2, like those are the two that I would put on there and probably Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. But like, and then, you know, when and you really know, think of it, I like, know me and Power are the only ones with Command and Conquer Red Alert on there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, like a, like a game like Half-Life, it really does deserve to be part of the conversation. It just that's wasn't, surprising. That yeah, it wasn't part of our vote. This and, is why know, it's back in my day, 90s edition, not just like best game of yeah, all time. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. With Turtles in Time, I know was on my list. Like that game is the best to me, still like the best, like sort of brawler thing that you can kind of come up with. NHL 94. Like there's so many different games on here that we could have talked about that I think in a couple of years you could you could say like okay let's not include even even in, in two months we could say let's not include anything we talked about and redo it and you could still yeah. miss a bunch of games like yeah. like sonic's not on here anywhere um there is one person put sonic 2 and one person put sonic 1 yeah Sonic but 2. They, Sonic 2. But it might not have made this list if it was only one entry because yes. it didn't it garner enough weight to, yeah, to exactly. And you know, like stuff like No Mercy, like Mike, No Mercy wasn't on here. That would that would beat out a bunch of games. Games. No, be, it's yeah. the one you've highlighted here. Oh, I know, I know, like, but when it wasn't, in, wasn't the in the top 16, 16 right? Yeah, so yeah. well, again, it's like one or two people put it on. Maybe one person or two people put it on their list. But am I the everybody. only person that put Rampage on there? I feel like I am. No, you <laughs> yes. have uh, at least one other person. Yeah, put it on this year, twenty fifth. Rampage. My brother, amazing. my brother put it on as his twenty fifth. Nice. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so That's we have now officially crowned Goldeneye as our '90s game for back in my day, which. Wow, if you look at the movies and now the games, the number three on the list for both won the overall One. championship. That's right. Yeah, yeah the number three. Oh, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep the movies as a secret. You can you can, <laughs> you can hear our epic discussion about all of the movies on that. But that's right. The number three made it the entire way the whole time, and and not easy discussions. You know, for a lot of no. reasons that we've already no. laid out. But I think that this is uh, it's a cool interesting format um i definitely went on a journey myself just even making my own personal lists oh absolutely. Uh, it was hard it was hard yeah. to condense the 90s down into 25 you know but yeah. uh 
But you know, here we are. We have our champions. Here we are. We have Goldeneye uh, as as our '90s game. So we are tired. (laughs) We are tired. We've had a few drinks, gentlemen. um, Thank you for coming on the journey of a hundred episodes. Wow! Like this is nuts. It's this is crazy. This is nuts, as we say at work. Um, Dave, you are a rock. You are the glue that holds us together. So thank you, gracious host. You edit every episode. I don't know how long it takes you. You put it all together. Sometimes so. you turn around like less than three hours. <laughs> yeah, you are the man. Post an episode like right after we stop recording. What's happening? <laughs> I have no life. I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so we we've mentioned it in other episodes, and we've mentioned it in this episode and everything. But we do have extra life. Uh, coming up as well our page is open all the time but we do have extra life day on november 6th which means we're going to be playing games for 24 hours to raise money for children's hospitals 100 of the donations go straight to that straight to extra life straight to sick kids hospital in toronto and there's going to be literally tens of thousands of teams doing the same thing that will be donating to their local hospital that's just the toronto hospital that we chose that is close to home um so follow along on our social media follow along on our page you can just search us back in my day extra life on google it should show up there is a number attached to that but i don't know if that changes or not but just search for us on extra life our page is on there we will also provide the link for it as well and um yeah i mean donate a dollar donate you know whatever the minimum is either way it all goes towards the best cause possible and that's really you know, like we do, we do this show for 12 months out of the year, but really in November in that day and in the last couple of months of the year is kind of what we're building towards almost because like, we're not doing this for money. We're doing this for fun. You know, we're not doing this as a job. We're doing this for fun. And if our fun can lead to a good cause, then even better, right? That's really what, what this is about. Like, why not? Like what we're getting out of this because we get to shoot the shit with friends but if shooting the shit with friends can can go towards a good cause then even better you know it makes us feel that much better and it really makes it worthwhile honestly um so extra life day 24 hours of gaming we're going to try and stream it probably for the majority of the day uh we're gonna play a bunch of different video games and try and maybe squeeze a couple board games in there if we can that's on november 6th of this year but our donation page is opened right now and can go all the way to December 31st. Um, back in my day on Extra Life, that's where you'll find us. And again, every penny goes towards the donation. None of it comes to us, which is exactly how we want it, honestly. And uh, along those ways, uh, Mike, as always, let's explain where everyone can find uh, the rest of our stuff, including the Extra Life page too. Yeah. It's at day back in. So just keep an eye on our social media pages. We'll be posting about how you can donate. And the podcast is called Back in My Day. Find it on your podcast app of choice. If you have a spare moment, head over to Apple iTunes store. Give us a five star uh, review and a ranking and review. It all helps. And thanks for listening. That's it. It's all comes down to. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this journey to hit the triple Oh, and we haven't said this through all this golden eye discussion. Uh, no odd job. <laughs> no odd job. <laughs> but that's the beauty of the game. If you were a dick, you could just pick odd job. No one could really stop you. So, that's it. You, know. you could say no odd job, but you could still select odd job. 
That's right. <laughs> um, so no odd job. Thanks for joining us on the journey to 100. Um, we'll have lots more to come. And again, extra life is really what we want to hammer home and all this. And thanks, Mike. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Wife Power. Lauren, Scott, Jordan, everybody that's gone on our journey in the last 100 episodes. Um, listen to our, our movie uh, choice as well. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Nintendo 64, the fastest, most powerful games console on earth.